I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so thrilled to have my next guest here, Anne Fullenweider, who is the co-founder and co-CEO of Alloy Women's Health. And I am absolutely thrilled to see her. I haven't seen her in a couple of years. She is such a rock star. I knew her actually when she was at Mary Claire as editor-in-chief, but even prior to that, she was in other incredible, incredible positions with Vanity Fair and a few others that were amazing. And let me talk a little bit about Alloy Women's Health. It is a site that is basically a platform that connects consumers with board-certified physicians who are experts in menopause and perimenopause. And they are also doing some, I guess, prescription home delivery. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And I think more than anything, I love, love, love the backstory of why Anne did this and how she saw a problem and really wanted to solve the problem. And she had ideas on how to do that. So that is what every great entrepreneur definitely sets out to do. And I should also mention that I loved Anne's entrepreneurial spirit too when she launched the Power Trip. So many people have heard about that. I believe it's still continuing today. And so even when you leave, you can definitely have impact on many things, including what she did for entrepreneurs. So welcome, 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 Anne. Thank you, Kara. It's so good to be here. It's so great to see you again. Yeah, super excited to see you too. And very excited to see and hear a little bit more about what you're doing. So let's start at the beginning. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you're doing here. How would you describe Alloy Women's Health? Um, I would say, first of all, that I was so inspired by you, Kara, and all the female entrepreneurs that we covered at Mary Claire. And, you know, 25 years of magazines really was so inspired there towards the end about the sense of possibility and the sense of change and the sense of this sort of abundance mindset of this whole generation of women who were changing things. And so um, when my friend Monica approached me, she had gone into surgical menopause overnight. Um, so And she'd left the hospital with zero guidance on what to do and how to treat herself. Took her five years and five doctors. Um, and I was still at Mary Claire. And my real role was always just, I thought, to tell the story and be plain spoken and down to earth because there's so much euphemism and misinformation around lots of pieces of women's health that's certainly about menopause. So that didn't answer your question. The way I would describe Alloy is we are solving the health needs of women over 40, beginning with the symptoms of menopause, which is a giant 55 million women. And we're doing that uh, in a way where you can not leave your home. You can go online, answer some questions, you know, have access to experts and get the solutions that you need delivered to your home. Because for so many women at all stages of life, searching for answers and searching for you know, health solutions can really become a full-time job. So we want to take this off women's plates so they can really enjoy this momentous time in your life when you have 
so many possibilities, like starting a company. I love it. So did you ever think that you would become an entrepreneur? I mean, for most of my life, no, right? Like I just, when I graduated from college, it was not something that anyone in my family had done. I do think there, it wasn't as widely discussed in the culture, certainly in business circles it was, but um, you know, I knew some like friends of my parents who'd started companies, but certainly it wasn't like, hey, you got an idea, start a company. I think lots of things have happened, you know, social media, digital um, operating systems, AWS, places that make it even feasible to start a company from your sort of your garage or your backyard, or in my case, my, my kitchen table. So I had no idea. And then as I was saying, like, I met all of you, all these amazing women who started companies across the board, solving problems that they had that no one else was paying attention to. And um, I started to get really like, you know, I, I started to spend as much time as I could with you all and create conferences and panels and meetings and ways in which I could just glean this, this mentality. And so by the end of my time at Mary Claire, I was just dying to be an entrepreneur. So what was kind of the catalyst behind starting this? I mean, obviously, you had been around a number of different entrepreneurs who had started companies in different industries. You had a friend who went through a, you know, challenging situation that you cared about. You know, more than anything else, what did you see here that you could actually solve? I mean, definitely people are trying to get information about menopause, but you didn't come from healthcare industry. Um, you're probably, you know, barely touching on the menopause situation. And what was it that you really thought you could accomplish by starting this company? Yeah. So, I mean, two answers, really. One, just the catalyst in many ways was my own personal life. My mother died suddenly of a heart attack and I had just one of those moments. I mean, it was tragic and sad, um, but it also was one of those moments where you just kind of look around at your life and think, okay, wait a minute, none of us had that much time on this planet. What do I want to do with the rest of my life? And how can I be intentional with the way that I use my my skills and my time left on the planet? Um, how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
no English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. And then from a business perspective and an opportunity perspective, I really, Monica approached me because she'd had her own um, health issues as we talked about, and she'd had her own journey of trying to find solutions and really knew firsthand how difficult it was. And so I called her the canary in the coal mine because she had her ovaries when she was 40, which is 10 years earlier than most women go through menopause. Um, and so when she sort of articulated this problem, I was like, oh, and she came to me because I, you know, because of my experience talking to women at a national and international scale. Um, and we kind of weren't sure if we maybe do a content site or maybe we should sell something. And we kind of, just, I was sort of still investigating the problem. And I said, to, I literally said out loud, well, we can't sell hormones. Those cause breast cancer. 
which is actually not true at all. Um, but it is a fact that was put out into the ether 20 years ago. A study was done called the Women's Health Initiative. Um, and basically, and I'll get to that in a minute, and it's quite a rabbit hole, but I basically sort of being a reporter, editor type person, I thought, well, why do I have this feeling that there's something dangerous about hormones? I don't understand. Like, I'm not sure exactly where that comes from. I did the digging. Don't have to dig very far. The study has now been, you know, sort of largely um, complained about and talked about. There's a great... Um, story in the New England Journal of Medicine a few years ago, Peter Atia on his podcast really talked about this study as singling, sort of doing the worst damage to women's health in the past century or so. I mean, really hmm. put us on the wrong path. Um, it's a long story, but the study basically um, put out into the ether this idea that estrogen causes breast cancer and um, without getting into a whole biology lesson, the definition of menopause is 12 months after your last period, your body stops creating estrogen, your ovaries stop producing estrogen, you have estrogen receptors through your entire body. And really the way to solve most of the symptoms and really also glean the health benefits of, you know, a healthier, longer old age is to replace a little bit smaller scale than you've been um, producing yourself of this estrogen back into your body. And it really is widely like the the FDA, the North American Menopause Society, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, and 13 other medical bodies report that this is safe and this is the best treatment and the, the benefits far, far outweigh the risks. So long story short, that study 20 years ago basically threw the menopause situation as it was into chaos. Mm -hmm. So women, doctors stopped learning about menopause in medical school. They were probably not learning that much to begin with. Um, the prescriptions in the United States, I think, went from 40% of menopausal women getting prescribed to like 7%. Many, many women were taken off their hormones, including my mother um, and many of our of that generation. Basically, what we realized was if we were not talking to women about estrogen at the stage of their lives, we were doing them a great disservice. And that really led to wow, there's 55 million women in menopause and there's only 1,000 certified menopause practitioners. That's a math problem that can be solved by technology. How can we get sort of democratize access, increase access using technology to the expertise, the correct information to all the women out there who are suffering? And 80% of women in menopause will suffer from you know moderate to severe hot flashes, which is one of the most complained about symptoms, but there are 34 others. So there's a lot of women suffering needlessly. So, so interesting. And so you started, I guess you were sort of unofficially starting, right? Was it right when the pandemic hit? Was that sort of why you were trying to, you know, get together on this and, and try and figure out how you're going to start this? But then officially, I guess, 2021? You know, what's so funny is when we really, you know, I left Mary Claire at the end of 2019. And then we officially, the, I think the company is incorporated like January 1st, 2020. And at that point, we didn't know we we're going to do a telemedicine company. But the idea that we thought about doing a telemedicine platform before the pandemic is kind of crazy because it was the adoption rate was so low. And, you know, that was sort of a far out idea that you could mm -hmm. see a doctor or get medicine or be you know prescribed anything without going to the doctor's office yourself. So to answer your question, I think... I left my job December 31st. I myself got COVID two months later, like at the end of early, early March. Um, and we were off and running. It took us about a year and a half to build it. We launched November of 2021. Um, and so we're coming up on our one year anniversary. And uh, yeah, the whole thing, I don't know. I don't know if I think it took it longer than I expected or shorter than I expected, but it's definitely been a really wild ride. I bet. So when people go to the 
Alloy site, what are they going to see? You know, what can the site really help them to do more than anything? Or I should say, what is the kind of the main reason and the main sort of solve for people when they come to your site? So um, first of all, I will say, being the former magazine editor, that we have lots of beautiful content and really informative, scientifically vetted, medically backed information. Um, we also have some fun articles that, you know, the magazine editor and me couldn't help, like just uh, why do I get worse hangovers in menopause or, or um, you know, we address like all the major issues. And then we also just sort of try to inject some humor into this time of life because, um I don't know. It's a time of life that has been like much parodied or ignored or neglected. Or I just think women just need to open up and share and be fun and, and commiserate a little bit. And then also, most importantly, get scientifically vetted information. So um, Sharon Malone, who's our chief medical officer, who we've heard on a podcast actually in 2020, um, she was speaking with Michelle Obama on Michelle Obama's podcast. And they were talking about, you know, hot flashes on Air Force One and why don't people know about hormones and why do people think they're dangerous? And Sharon Malone was just fantastic. And we sort of tracked her down, asked her to become our chief medical officer. And she talks all the time about we're not, you know, drug pushers, we're not medicine pushers, we're really information pushers. So the thing that I'm the most proud about on our site is the information. That said, when you come to our site, you can take a quiz or it's a medical intake form about your symptoms and your age and your medical history. Um, it takes about five minutes. We've really honed the the uh, questionnaire to be as as thorough as it needs to be and as quick as it can be. And then um, we have MDs on the other side who review your information and make recommendations to you about what you what your solutions are. And we prescribe plant based, bioidentical estrogen and um, progesterone if you have a uterus. And we do that in a multiple form factors. So pill, patch, um, and we also have vaginal estradiol cream. Uh, and we sell a probiotic that we um, created with um, some experts on the diverse microbiome that we all need to, hate, to age healthfully. So you fill out your thing, you, you get the um, recommendations, 24 hours later, you're approved and um, or given another recommendation. You decide then to purchase and we send you um, to your home on a quarterly basis, the medication and supplements that, um, or the, the probiotic, if you ordered it, um, that were prescribed to you. And then throughout that process, we have unlimited text messaging with your doctor. Doctors do answer the texts. Um, and we have, you know, ongoing support groups. Monica and I still have, we host a zoom support group on Thursdays, which has been phenomenal getting to know our patients. And we also host, um, seminars and webinars with experts because we have found that there's such hunger for this information and getting the experts to talk. I mean, I can talk about it all day long, but I, at the end of the day, I'm not an, uh, a medical doctor, but getting, you know, the sexual health experts, the mental health experts, and simply the OBGYNs and endocrinologists who are the menopause experts. Um, people are just craving that information because we're so lost about what to do as these, what we've been told are symptoms of aging, which are really symptoms of estrogen leaving your body. Um, you know, we're getting older, but certainly all these things we've been told about that are sort of, ugh, just suck it up. You know, um, you don't have to, and women are desperate for answers. So long story short, our, our webinars are well attended. So interesting. You and I were talking about another company that I recently interviewed, Fertility IQ, on here that is uh, one of the things that Jake talked about was, you know, the doctors, some of the doctors that they are interfacing with. They're definitely not fans of Fertility IQ because they're sort of, you know, in their mind, kind of acting as the experts in some way. I'm so curious, like, as you go along, do you feel like there's a, you know, 
group that you're having to interface with that maybe is not, um, maybe they're not in your top list of doctors that you're recommending or something that is uh, challenging as you start to grow this? Uh, It's so interesting, Kara. It's definitely a question that investors ask us. I think what we found in practice is that so few doctors are even treating or talking about menopause that I think we're serving a need even for the medical establishment, mm-hmm. but just a lot of people haven't gotten to this. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of OBGYNs get into the business because, or the practice of what their their medicine field is, because they want to deliver babies and they want to treat reproductive stage women. Um, and so there just simply is a dearth of doctors who are experts in this field. And those who are the experts are really we've got some of the best experts in the field on our medical advisory board. You know, we certainly advocate for women to still go to the doctor. You still need mammograms. You still need all the things. You know, of course, if you have a complex case or you're bleeding or there's so many things that we need to go to the in-person doctor for. But um, we have also found that a lot of doctors don't really, you know, only one study has 20%. Another study has 6% of um, residents feel that they have the comfort level to even speak to their patients about menopause. So in often ways, we talk about later stages of this company, how we might be sort of the, you know, the doctor who doesn't feel comfortable, doesn't have the training, you know, took that one day class about in menopause and in medical school, we could partner with those doctors and say, you know, here, offload your the menopause piece of this to us. And we'll make sure that your patient keeps coming back to you for all the things that she, she needs to come to your office for. But we'll kind of take this thing off your plate because maybe it's not so interesting to you. You don't want to do it. I mean, and the most cynical people will remind me that menopause is not a profit center for doctors. It's not mm-hmm. procedural based. It's not, you know, there's all sorts of people say, oh, there's no money in it. And we just can't believe that attitude. Um, you know, 55 million women need help. We're not trying to gouge anyone on prices, but there certainly is a, a need here, major need and a huge market. Well, and I think people like Maria Shriver, for example, who has a lot of interest in studies around Alzheimer's have also tied much of hormone dysfunction to Alzheimer's as well. So that's another piece that is, uh, there's a lot of crossover. It's not just as simple as how women are feeling or how they're aging. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we certainly, Sharon Malone, our chief medical officer says, you know, just improving almost quality of life would be enough. You know, why is that not enough, actually, to med- to warrant, you know, major scientific study, et cetera. But the prevent, you know, the protective um, pieces of estrogen, you know, the biggest killers of women, heart, brain, bones, osteoporosis is a real killer. Um, and estrogen is protective of all of those organs. And those are the things that really plague us as we age. You know, my mom died of a heart attack. Um Alzheimer's, I think two thirds of Alzheimer's patients are women. And there's lots of really interesting work being done now about cognition and and hormones in the brain as we age. Um, And estrogen is FDA approved to prevent osteoporosis, which is, you know, there's terrible stats. Like if you are an older person and you fall and break your hip, there's a really high chance that you might die within that year. Um, So keeping our bones strong as we age, especially as women, is super important. And estrogen is Sharon says it is like calcium and vitamin D are the bricks, but estrogen is the wheelbarrow that brings them to the right place. So, and we go on and on about estrogen because it is such a major gap in our knowledge as women and in the medical profession. But really, we want women at this stage of life to feel heard. You know, it's really wonderful that people like Maria Shriver and lots of others now are talking about this in the open. Wanda Sykes has a great piece on it. There's plenty of celebrities talking about this and more and more doctors in the space are becoming better known. Michelle Obama talking about it really helped with, you know, when she was speaking with Sharon Malone on the, on the podcast, um, because really it's very isolating. It's, if you think that what you're going through is not, is just sort of, oh, I just I guess I'm getting old and I feel bad. 
to know that you're not alone and that this is completely normal and that there are great solutions is probably, I think, the best service that we can provide. Totally. And I think community is something that obviously you guys are doing really, really well at Alloy 2 and bringing people together to talk more about it is so critical. So you've now uh, worked inside of large companies, scaled Mary Claire and done amazing things. What's kind of the big thing that you've seen in, in founding a company that you just didn't realize? You'd been around a lot of entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, but you're like, oh, I had no idea that it took all of this. Almost everything. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I thought I knew so much because we kept interviewing founders and doing events and talking and hosting panels. And now I realize, I mean, everyone like yourself included, who I've seen since then, since we started this company, I'm like, oh my God, I had no idea. I think um, there's so many different things that I've learned. I guess the difference between being successful in a corporate environment and being successful when you're kind of like, you know, taking a machete through a jungle and trying to clear a path requires really different um, parts of your brain, skills, confidence. You know, you really have to trust your gut even more. Um, and sometimes you're making decisions that will impact things to come and you don't know if it's the right decision. And you really, it's a lot more, first of all, it's a lot more exciting. It's a lot more invigorating and it's a lot more, you know, sort of a thrill. And then it's also much more terrifying because every move. Yeah, I love the visual of the machete. I think that that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. And you don't know what's behind that bush, right? Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, uh, should I go there? Should I, shouldn't I go there? But the most important thing is to try more than anything and, and see whether or not it's going to work. And you're going to go the wrong direction sometimes, I think is another big lesson that I've learned along the way. But you have to be able to get back up again and and figure out, okay, that didn't work. And here's why it didn't work. And now go in the next direction. So, but I love that analogy for sure. We always talk about challenges and failures. I feel like there's not enough discussion around like, what did you do wrong along the way that I think, you know, we can learn from, but also people listening can learn from. Is there anything in you know, the early days of starting where you're like, okay, well, that didn't work. Now, you know, here's what I learned and here's how I got back up. Yeah. I mean, gosh, so many things. I, I think it all comes down to, I sort of kept thinking that someone else knew more about this than I did. I mean, and certainly I don't have a medical degree. I don't have a law degree. I don't have a business degree. I'm actually the only one in our sort of leadership team that just has a good old BA. Um, but I kept thinking like, oh, these lawyers must know what they're doing. They're telling us this is impossible. So I guess it's impossible. And literally someone said to us, a lawyer said at the beginning, because it's a very regulated industry. We did not, you know, again, like I did not really intend to go fully into like telemedicine and, and online pharmacy. Um, so we had to deal with a lot of lawyers. And one of them at one point said, well, I literally in 25 years of practicing law, I've never seen this done. And as if like that was, you know, why we couldn't do it. And I turned to my co-founder and we were like, I know, that's why we're doing it. <laughs> like, it's, there, This hasn't been done and that's a problem. And we've figured out a way to, to legally do it. make it happen. The reason you haven't seen it in 25 years is because no one's, you know, addressed this problem before. And certainly there are others now addressing the menopause field, but, um, or the menopause problem. And the other thing I'll say is, um, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without a cliche. We had some early vendor relationships and a couple of partnerships that, um, just weren't in the end the right ones. Uh -huh. And I wish that we had, you know, when you have that machete and you don't know, it's kind of hard to sort of make that actual cut sometimes. And I think sometimes we knew earlier than we ended up acting that this wasn't the right fit and we should have cut it off sooner. 
And that I think costs us a little time, which in startup world is also money and resources and on all sorts of things that were, so we've learned to move much faster, more, be more nimble. And the thing about the cliche is like, trust your gut, which is, I don't know how to say that in a way that really is impactful or meaningful, but I just learned it over and over again in my career. Like that little voice in the back of your head so is really telling you something and you really have to listen to it, even when it seems a little drastic or no one around you is saying it. I just can't tell you how many times I've learned that lesson and trust that voice and still flexing that muscle and, and growing it. It's one thing to be inside of a large company and running running a team. And if you hire the wrong person and things don't work out, you just think, okay, things don't work out. But when it's your idea that you're starting and for some reason, you know, you make the wrong hire or maybe somebody comes to you and says, I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. You think not your baby's ugly. I mean, you think your baby's ugly and you're ugly, right? Like you're, you're feeling <laughs> yeah. very uncomfortable because this was a big hire for you, right? Like the first person who actually leaves your company, I think I hear this consistently um, from founders. You feel like you did something wrong in some way um, versus actually it was the wrong fit. So I think there's a lot there too, that is is kind of a big learning experience. And what I always say to founders too, when you're going from the first, you know, zero to a million versus a million to 10 million, it's very rare that you have the same people involved in the company mm-hmm. too, that it's, mm-hmm. you're going to have different people that are going to be hopefully good just at that stage along the way. And certainly when you get to be over a hundred million and, you know, there's a different set of people too, that are better at doing those kind of tasks that you really need to grow the company as well. So you're just getting going and getting amazing traction. I'm so proud of you. And you're definitely forward thinking on really what needs to get done. And as you said, there's, you know, some people that are sort of doing something similar, not exactly what you're doing. How do you feel about, you know, what you're achieving in terms of like, when do you know you're successful at what you're doing? I mean, what is kind of the goal overall where you're like, we did it. It's it's amazing. We finally achieved it. What a great question. I mean, I think in some ways, I mean, there's no way we're resting on our laurels. There's so much work to do. But just finding that product market fit, seeing that people were subscribing and buying and that our growth is still going and we've hit, you know, we've We've exceeded our expectations for a number of members. We call it a membership because you're, you're, it's a prescription that lasts for a year. So your membership is one year and your subscription, as long as your subscription is active, you have, I mean, as, as long as your prescription is active, you have access to our experts and texts and all that. So um, just the fact that women want it and they're doing it and they're renewing or, you know, they're refilling every three months. And that has been a huge boon. It just, you know, in those moments, like when we never thought it was going to work or we're trying to get the tech to work and like, was this a good idea? I don't know. Why is it taking so long? Why is it so hard to build this and that? And then to finally get it up and running, even in its most basic form last November, um, it's been really, really, really gratifying to see that women want this and that there's still so many more women um, looking for it. So that's, I guess, one milestone of success. I think, you know, trying to convince the rest of the world and the investment community that this is an important piece of the ecosystem. I used to think of as something we had to do. And now I realize we just need to find like a couple people. Yeah. Like I don't need to convince the entire VC world that this is worth it. Just need to convince the right people. And we've been really fortunate with our investors so far, but those milestones are hard to, I don't know, 
the VC world, it's funny. Like when I left Mary Claire and left magazines, I was like, I just, whatever my next job is, I do not want to have to deal with advertisers. Yeah. And I had some friends in that community, but I just mean like that whole sort of like pumping for dollars. And funnily enough, when you're a founder, you have to do that anyway with, with VCs who are been in many, many cases, smart, interesting people that I've learned from, but going out and sort of singing for your supper is, is tough. Um, so I guess another measure of success is getting to the next round of funding. But really what I will feel great about is I think it's coming to fruition faster than we thought. I mean, the cultural conversation around menopause has really changed. I think it's, you know, partly a function of the great content on Alloy and partly a function of Gen X reaching this moment of life in their life and just not taking it lying down and just sort of approaching it with each generation, I think, since my other generation has because taken it lying down a little bit less, I guess is the question. So I I think the really big moment of success will come when it's just inevitable. Of course, of course, everyone's talking about menopause. Of course you get estrogen if you're, if it's available to you and if you're uh, eligible, which is like the vast majority of healthy women and that the conversation becomes destigmatized the way it has around so many other pieces of women's lives. I mean, I really talk about the millennials every time they get to a certain point in their life, be it, you know, getting engaged, getting married, Buying, by the way, getting a prom dress, rent the runway, and um, getting to fertility issues and breastfeeding issues and postpartum and mental health and buying a house. All those stages of life have become so much, I and mean, buying a house is never stigmatized, but money was. Um, but I think that destigmatization of the conversation that is coming and in the process of happening is probably the largest measure of success. That was a really long answer, Kara. No, I, I love it. Point. No, it's great. <laughs> Do you, you're only available in the US right now, correct? Yes, I love that question. Yeah. Because so many of our competitors are only available in a few states. We're available in 50 states. That's great. Plus DC. And that was a huge, um, very important to us that we not just serve the coasts and, you know, not really get every, every woman deserves access to this care. Um, but I love that, like, so far, just the US, but, you know, global to come. That is uh, such an interesting topic as well that we talked about with Fertility IQ because they have just entered into going outside the U.S. and there's so many rules uh, that he shared actually around, you know, there's places that you will be killed for actually, you know, taking fertility. It's, yeah, and it's really interesting. So there are, there's a lot of information that is really needed around um, what you can and can't do. And especially as people start to live remotely, um, and they're living mm-hmm. in these locations. I think it's becoming more and more of a super hot topic. So it'll be very exciting to see kind of as you guys continue to grow and some of the, you know, hard but important topics I think that people will be looking for will be really interesting to cover. So being a female entrepreneur is a super powerful thing. Any words of wisdom and closing to other people who have an idea where, you want to get out there and solve problems as you are doing and how how do you do it how do you go up against the the bushes in the jungle with the machete and keep you know trying to figure out how to knock down these barriers what a great question i think um the only thing i can really say is when it means enough to you it doesn't seem like it's that much of a struggle it's a struggle to figure out what the next step which direction the next step should be in but the fact that you have to take the step really just, I just felt compelled. I mean, by the time I, I was really ready to jump in, I, it just almost didn't even feel like a choice. It just felt like it had, it was a calling that came to me and not to be religious about it, but just that like, if you really have a why, if you know the why of why you're doing this, and especially when that why resonates with tons of other people, 
it is pretty addictive to just mm-hmm. to, to sort of spread that mission and energy. And um, so finding the right project or a company idea that really means something to you, in my case, is crucial. And I know there are plenty of business people who feel differently, but I think um, not being, not coming from the world of business, really, it really felt like a mission. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Anne. And it was so great to see you. you. And everybody go on to Alloy and we'll have all of the information in the show notes as well. But I am sure this is going to be a huge success. And anything that you touch is uh, definitely I'm I'm following because you are such an inspiration to me. And I'm really, really thrilled that you're taking this on because it's a very, very important thing and and uh, really great company. So I wish you all the best. Thanks, Kara. Thanks all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of our guests and our sponsors. And finally, our listeners, keep the great comments coming in. And one final plug, if you have not read or listened to my book, Undaunted, please do so. You will hear all about my journey, including founding, scaling, and building the company that I founded, Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.